0: Hey, everybody, and welcome back to Murder Blows. I'm doing this intro with the camera on, so I'm feeling very self-conscious, but not more self-conscious than who we're talking about today. Actually, I'm sure he wasn't self-conscious at all. We're talking about a man with, I think, like 37 names and the hair of... If Vikings was actually just about rednecks and NASCAR, you might know his name. I'm not going to spoil it here. We're back in action. Cody had to bail because we record our intros at the end. So I'm Violet and I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Maisie, Tasha, and the only thing cooler than Wonderwall is our sweet, sweet intro music. So let it roll. Mm.
1: dog whining outside the office outside the office covid 19.
0: <laughs> how uh how's everyone handling their, their uh quarantine isolation Maisie, is your place of work closed uh i found today that i am unemployed as
1: of now <laughs> oh it's uh. been a fun week and a half <laughs> Uh, Yeah, I uh, just filed for unemployment, and everything else is just kind of up in the air.
0: Um, Um, Unemployment bros. So, oh, you guys too? I don't know, just me.
2: Oh, oh, oh. (laughs) Just me. Oh, no, I live in Pigeon Forge, where everything is exactly the same. I have been busier than I normally fucking am. I'm pissed off about it note to self cody has the corona i mean Mm. note to self this city won't shut down because of tourist money so like even though attractions certain attractions are shutting down the parkway is like still full of everybody from every other state that has shut down because they're like oh this won't affect me yeah this won't affect me we'll go to gatlinburg yeah exactly kids well people you fucking name it they're here Bad news for Pigeon
3: Forge, Las Vegas shut down today. Mandatory 30 days. Nice. Damn. Love
2: that. Yeah, not here. No, no. I, I messaged the Department of Health and bitched. Fair. Good for you.
1: I was you like, shouldn't this be, be bullshit. <sighs> yeah. Wow. Love
0: that. that. Wow. Wow. Love that for us. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: I just went and got black market ramen out of the back of a bar that shut down. Oh, nice. It was amazing. That sounds um, so fun. Apparently, the guy quit his like real day job to open a brick-and-mortar ramen shop and uh, coronavirus. So the bar that's letting him like use the space in the kitchen... Is closed, so he's like, "Fuck it, I've got noodles." <laughs> Venmo <Yeah>. me,
0: <laughs> Venmo me for noodles. Good time. I'm gonna just mug a bunch of people for their toilet paper and then set up shop. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> also a plan.
0: Twenty dollars a roll.
3: I mean, it's getting there also, every day. My cat I toilet my toilet paper. Oh, I'd kill my cats. That's not okay. true. I love that. But... I'm like anxiously inventorying the toilet paper at the end of each day and it's getting close friends down to one spare roll oh nuts (laughs) really yeah i didn't plan for the shit apocalypse apparently i know right
1: (laughs) well i know i don't know like i know a couple stores are like one per please one per person when they're getting restocked so I don't know. Maybe. And my it's plan cool. is to go
3: to the Asian market because it is not busy. Oh, yeah. do no. was just like, Wasabi PDX is open. Fuck.
1: Yeah. We still have sushi place that's open here. Wild. <laughs> An option,
0: though. An option. I was like, we just bought so much food. Come on. <laughs> yeah.
3: But then I'm like, what happens if the if really like the groceries are really running out of food? <sighs> I should be eating out while I still will. can.
1: <laughs> rations, people, rations.
0: <laughs>
2: uh, I don't know, I but mean, I I had go ahead, Sorry. No, <laughs> go ahead. I had Wendy's today because I had Wendy's today because everything's still open. So I'm probably just gonna die. Are they drive through only? Um, I don't know, but I went through the drive thru because oh. I wasn't about to risk it
1: yeah oh, Mari.
0: join in the office I don't
1: think she'll lay down here with me nope I'm out John just opened the door and then left and locked her yep. in here
0: I thought you John. needed this <laughs> <laughs> I
1: heard her whining no ever since we got back she's been sleeping in our room which oh, she never child. does she never does that. She slept Aww. on the bed last night and then I finally just like put a blanket on the closet floor which is literally right there <laughs> like her like her own extra room. Like she doesn't have <laughs> every room in this apartment already. Oh, she can have it. It's fine.
3: I told you Sif moved into the guest room, right?
1: Oh, yeah, he actually slept. On, he like <laughs> wanted to. we were laying on that bed and he <laughs> tried to get up there before us. That's <laughs> so uh.
3: cute. Sippy, little sippy. So we took him to the dog park on Sunday, even
1: though we're not supposed to leave the house. But you can leave. Okay, here's the thing: you can leave the house. Outside is great because there's so much space. You don't have to be around another person. Yeah, That's you know good. what I mean. So, like going on hikes, doing literally anything no, outside. For... <laughs> Cody, Cody, you could walk around your backyard and be fine. <laughs> That's technically hiking. a hike. Yeah,
2: I do. I do. But I mean, yeah, like self,
1: self quarantine, social distancing are just like, don't be around other people if you can help it. But you can't avoid things like the grocery store. And also outside is free.
3: Outside is super (laughs) free
1: super
0: free
3: some karen sat down on the picnic bench near me though and i wanted to be like six feet
0: i would have i would have started coughing that was my you trick in the grocery it. store did i tell you guys that no that's hilarious if i see people like hovering over things <laughs> i need and just start, like aggressively coughing in their direction oh, <laughs> They're well, like, oh, my god trigger the allergy trigger the allergy <laughs> I'm a pretty good fake cougher since I've been smoking for like 20 years. Wait, wait, not 20 years. I haven't started smoking when I was nine. Um, I started when I was 13. Um, So much better. (laughs) The whole four years. But no, yeah. So I can can muster up a good old scary cough and people are just like, oh. That's perfect. I love it. I
1: think you won.
0: I won the coronavirus. I think you won (laughs) COVID-19. I'm doing my best. I'm doing my best. I'm watching uh, infection movies, which is obviously the most wow tactful thing to do. <laughs> You're really doing the most out here. I oh, remember no. today
1: I was at the park with Mari and I was like, I think I'm really depressed. I think I should get off social media to avoid all this COVID talk. I think yeah. I've taken in too much content over the last couple of days. <laughs> and violet's like give me more infectious (laughs) diseases." i know i told jeremiah was too depressed for criminal minds last night (laughs) dude i'm right there with him though honestly like that's usually my jam and i'm like can i just watch claire from the ba test kitchen try to make girl scout cookies and like lay here for 38 minutes and 48 seconds thank you i watched frozen too oh see we watched monsters inc last night so nice just do
0: do whatever you can, you know? Disney oh, Plus? man. Sorry, go ahead.
1: No, I just said
3: Disney Plus.
0: Oh, shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, so I've been, like, really not wanting to talk about this because I know it's awful. Um, But, like, the Biden-Bernie uh, debate, I uh, <laughs> couldn't help it but laughed so hard. Fuck you, and Violet. Fuck a you. People, a lot of people... <laughs> okay.
2: uh,
0: their uh their bernie face was covered by like a a thing and all i could think of was in yeah when they turn around and the m is just in front and covering his face (laughs) and his face is also his body but Mm -hmm. (laughs) thank you for that clarification (laughs) i was like i feel awful because this is so rigged it's not even funny but also monsters Inc. is tight (laughs) that's really
1: hilarious But Mike Wazowski still calls us mom. He's like, mom, did you see me?
0: (laughs) I'm on the cover. I'm on the cover. I'm on the cover. I'm at that point, which I think is what people are trying to get away from. And that's like joking about things. But like, I have nothing else. (laughs) I just don't want to hit that point I did like right before or right after or during the Trump election. Yeah. (laughs) You know, like. I'm just hitting it again and I'm I just need a breather. I just I'm with you, Maisie. My problem is, is that I'm also getting very like fine content, like like meme content. Which is Oh,
1: the memes are great, but then sometimes the memes
0: are tired and sometimes the memes all say the same thing. Yeah. Mm. And then directly below every meme is someone going, This is not funny for people. And they list people that could be affected by it. And I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. you're right. I know. I'll stop laughing. Hide your grandparents. Hide your kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hide your autoimmune disorder, folks. <laughs> stay Perfect. in if
1: you're diabetic. Just stay
3: inside. Asthma friends. Not for you.
0: No, none for Gretchen Wieners. None <laughs> for Gretchen Wieners. What about what about? hepatitis b oh is it b or c that i hate more <laughs> go
2: <laughs> run into the world go be free it's 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 b c is the bad one
0: oh okay c is the real the real shit
3: <laughs> i think b is yeah. serious too but there is a vaccine for it so
0: mm, so how serious no i'm just
3: kidding <laughs> vaccinate your children i
0: saw jim jeffries posted this And I was like, this is the most me humor ever. He said, I hope when they come up with a vaccine for the, uh, for COVID-19, all you anti-vaxxers stick to your guns. Yeah, no fucking kidding. (laughs) John saw that on your story and goes, huh, do you see what Violet posted? (laughs) (laughs) My man. (laughs) Like
3: the mozzarella stick situation all over again. What mozzarella sticks? i'm <laughs> glad i wasn't do the only you... one that didn't know that reference oh Noah. it's your fault Maisie. do you want eight mozzarella sticks no god that's too many oh <laughs> yeah
0: oh yeah <laughs> i did post that one
3: <laughs> jeremiah goes hey, you see Maisie's story <laughs>
1: <laughs> i love that guy
3: uh... oh god that's too many
0: oh god that's too many do you want eight what do you say deep fried and served with a side of marinara.
3: <laughs>
0: yes, thank you.
3: That's the perfect start to my meal. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, but I am like a an appetizer whore. Like, I I'm one of those people that if someone was like, "Do you just want to get all appetizers for the entire meal?" I would be like, "Um, why would I do anything else?" Yeah, that means I could have eight different plates, which is funny because I don't like tapas. <laughs> Huh. Let's get to the real bottom of this. Yeah, not a big tapas person.
3: Wild. As most tapas are just appetizers.
0: Just appetizers. Made for like three people instead of six, which is way more logical because I am more commonly to be around three people versus six. <laughs> <laughs> the chances I'm in a room with six people are slim to movie theater. <laughs> <laughs>
3: not at regals you not
0: oh yeah they shut down yep amc i think did too wild uh, while we're still talking about
1: covid all right things oh. like that um i think it's good to bring up <laughs> i don't even know where to start this is so wild uh there's a lot of shit going on right now and a lot of people are you know like as we said unemployed and at least in the service like food service area, a way you can help out. I My friend Michael said it in a really great way. She was like, if you would just donate to certain links, like you would tip your barista when you go. So like think about making coffee at home, then doing like a virtual tip. A lot, a lot, a lot of restaurants and coffee shops and bars. If you check their Instagram, they have these things called virtual tip jars, or they have GoFundMe pages set up. And this is not a handout because... These are like food service workers that have legitimately lost their jobs, that we don't know for getting jobs back. And a big part of our income was tips. And so that's a way to help out if you're kind of just like maybe in a better situation than others and you're not really sure how to help out. Um, always check Instagrams for your favorite bars, your favorite coffee shops, your favorite restaurants. If you have a favorite barista, if you have a favorite bartender. You have a favorite restaurant that you go to a lot and you just want to help them out in general. Um see if there's a way that you can uh contact the the shop itself and support the people that work there because they may not work there anymore. And I know for at least for the state of Oregon there is a 4 week ban on um food service places like bars and restaurants and coffee shops. So we won't really know anything else until the next 4 weeks. Um, I'm sure it's different in other states because that was something our governor put in into place. But if you have the same goes with like artists, if you have a favorite artist on Instagram, if you have um, like literally anyone that has a small business, go check them out, see what they're doing, see what's up with them, see how they're doing. Also, things like this, like call your friends, call your parents, call your grandparents, like just check in on your people and tell them that you love them. Cause this is not, we're all trying to do the right thing. I feel like with social distancing besides the South, I was just there. I can, I can verify Cody's <laughs> testament that everyone is just living their regular lives and it's really stressful, but <laughs> um, you know, I think there's, there's small ways we can help each other out. Uh, like I said earlier, it's free to go outside. Uh, while I'm on the supporting small businesses soapbox, you could, absolutely and should absolutely check out ArcadianGrooming.com and blank slate Labs.com. We talk about them every single week. They're some of our best friends. I actually got to hang out with Allie and Eric while I was in Tennessee over this past week. Allie, Allie made us dinner. It was really great. Um, let's see. Yeah. So Arcadian Grooming does, sorry, the sun is like, hello, I'm hearing your face now. Okay. <laughs> That's enough of that. Uh <laughs> Arcadia Grooming does hair pomades. They have the scruffy hand scrub. They have uh, the conditioning oil. Like, they have so many good products for your hair and your skin. And then their sister company, Blank Slate Labs, does all skin products. They have a uni oil that I use every day. Still use it every day. They have the lip scrub. They have the body scrub. They have the coffee, like, scrub mask. Like, there's just so much good stuff. There's a lot of hardworking people that are – making really good things and it's nice to support people just in general um so for arcadiangrooming.com and blankslatelabs.com if you would use the code murderblows all lowercase that gets you 15% off your total order so there's that also other pl- businesses use discount codes right now because everyone's having to online shop so it kind of cuts the cost of shipping and handling and so just just look out for your people. That's it.
0: Goodbye. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> You'd be killing it with those promos
2: left and right. Promo your heart, bitch. Uh. <laughs> everybody call their senators and representatives and make them pass something to where everybody gets some kind of mandatory governor government supplement because mm-hmm. I feel like that's the only thing that's going to like, allow some people to live and die, honestly, um, because we're going to need, we're going to need people that live on tips, people that live paycheck to paycheck, that can't afford a disruption, like, they're going to need help, and they need paid, and, um, yeah, do it, make yeah. them figure something out, because they've already, um, you know, Pledge to help the airlines and the cruise lines. And those are big, huge businesses that have stocks. And it's shit that they get money. And the actual citizens that are making this, pulling this country together, like people that are working in grocery stores right now that are being exposed to all kinds of people, um, nurses, doctors, teachers that are going through hell right now trying to take care of their kids. Um, mm-hmm. Our school district is freaking. Delivering food at bus stops via school bus in low-income areas. How amazing is that? That's great.
0: That's rad. Yeah. I haven't heard that yet.
2: And they, yeah, they called us and told us over the phone, they were like, if you live in this area, this area, this area, or this area, the bus will be at your bus stop tomorrow between this hour and this hour, have somebody there to pick up the food. And you can go... Um, any day, any time between 11 and two and pick up food for as many kids as you want. Um, you don't even have to go to your school. You can just go to a school in the county and pick up food for your kid. Uh, today, when I went to the school, they had stacks of pencils and paper. Um, I had to pick up like a packet for my kid and they had pencils, paper, food bags and clothing for kids. Dang. That's so, great. Yeah, it was, it made me sad that like some kids don't have clothes or food, but it made mm-hmm. me also extremely grateful that people yeah. thought about that and prepared. And, you know, there's even some moms that have been on our local uh, website and they're like, you know, we're not struggling yet, but we're both working full time and getting as many hours as we can get. And thank you so much for whoever prepared these lunches because they were grab and go. And I was able to feed my kids very easily today. And I was just like, that's amazing yeah so and you can also like if you feel the need if you're getting really bored you can i'm sure safely volunteer at food not food banks but places that put food together i'm sure they have all kinds of like stay six feet apart and wash your hands and wear gloves and sanitize and don't sneeze or cough or anything rolls but mm-hmm. i know there's like meals on wheels that needs help like getting uh, food to older people and stuff like that. Um, I'm sure you don't have to come in contact with anybody. I'm sure you just pick up the food and then leave it on the doorstep or whatever. So that's things you can do if you live in like an urban area and you want to help your neighborhood.
3: Second Harvest is still accepting volunteers. Just got the email this week. Yep. Uh, One thing that we don't talk about is that the podcast does have a tip jar. We don't talk about it because we do this for funsies. Um, But in this trying times, if you want to support Maisie and Violet, there's a tip jar link. The other thing to do is really watch what businesses are doing right now and decide on how you're going to vote with your dollar when all of this is over. For example, grocery store chains that won't be named that are unwilling to pay their employees sick time and are instead trying to get other healthy employees to donate their sick time, their earned time off. To other people, so that they don't come I'll want say to it. That. It's motherfucking Whole Foods. It is.
1: Ooh, I didn't One know that.
3: Wealthiest men in the world <laughs> cannot pay to give his employees sick time. It's motherfucking um, Jeff Bezos. Marriott isn't firing people. They're reducing them to zero-hour schedules, so they don't have to pay uninsurance, I'm sorry, unemployment insurance premiums. So, Marriott, fuck you. Um, I want to give a know? shout out to Taco Bell. <laughs> Taco Bell is paying people Hell sick yeah. leave. Get <laughs> it, like, Taco Bell. Hell yeah. I'm not gonna get coronavirus <laughs> from Taco Bell.
0: That's right, you're not because
3: not, not p- people who are sick aren't coming in. So thank you, Taco Bell, for that.
0: Three AM drive through no problem. <laughs> thank you, Taco <laughs> Love Bell. Love it. I like that oh, we yeah. just like dumped on all these big corporations and we're like fucking hype for Taco Bell. <laughs> Love Taco Bell.
3: Look, Tell at least. They're also politically neutral, which is weird for fast chains. Um, yeah. Most fast chains are Republican-based in their donations because they don't want to pay people $15 an hour. So, hey, even Mitt for.
2: Romney right now is like, give these people $1,000 a month. So um,
0: Also, uh, oh shit, Taco Bell started that tuition program like Starbucks has.
2: Yep. I don't know what Starbucks
0: is doing. I'm waiting to see if I can get rehired with them. So, but... <laughs> Uh, so no
2: no shade onto starbucks at all neutral shade as far as i know they're drive through only here That's but that I doesn't heard, mean yeah. shit because here is different than the rest of the country except for florida apparently everybody's on the beach of florida
3: <laughs> I, my floridian friends have been like that is not us those are tourists
0: don't don't blame this on us yeah, yeah
2: they're all tourists all the dumb ones sorry guys
0: fuck i had something so cool to say no i didn't (laughs) um wait shit i do have something cool to say um yes good job violet um but my voice is cracking for some reason i think it's uh midlife uh, a crisis puberty um <clears throat> uh while you are locked in your home in self quarantine if you have that capability or if you're made to um i would suggest getting a fuck ton of snacks at the grocery store maybe not clearing them out as hard as the toilet paper aisle but i mean go off and while you're dining on your snacks you can listen to the snack pack snack pack podcast wow sorry tongue twister
3: Name um it. yeah
0: <laughs> i when Maisie first told us about it i was like that is the best idea for a podcast ever because i'll tell you what as much as i love hearing about true crime reading about true crime watching true crime listening to whatever um it does get kind of exhausting on your mental health um it kind of can wear you down sometimes like we've all kind of talked about how we're too depressed to watch criminal minds um yeah, it happens, but I'll tell you something I'm never too depressed to do, and that's fucking eat. In fact, the more depressed I get, the more I eat. Plot twist. Uh,
3: Amen. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, My I rations know. are going fast. <laughs> right. I'm actually doing very well on toilet paper, but I did just ask Eric to pick up gummy worms, so... Oh, sour gummy worms. The pink-blue oh, yeah. combo. Um, Eric found Haribo... Uh, which haribo gummy bears are my favorite, but mm. uh he found sour haribo gummies, which I've never had. Wow. up yeah. But anyways, um we talk a lot about the Reese's episode. I think that says a lot about us as people. Um also the chip episode I hear is I wanted to say crunch tastic, but I guess I said it out loud. So Ruffles roulette. Ruffles roulette. <laughs> uh, so anyways, yeah, uh, give that a listen uh when you need a break from us. <laughs>
1: Also, the newest episode comes out, uh, it'll be out by the time this is out, but it's on cereal. And uh, while John and I were gone, they snuck into our, they didn't sneak in, Michael was house-sitting for us, but they got a bunch of snacks for us when we came home, which was super nice, but there's cinnamon uh, toast crunch churros and Eggo like, blueberry waffle cereal. Wow. on my counter we from saw that the episode, churros so. one, and i was
3: like "Not, nah, i'm nervous so i'm gonna listen to the review before i buy them
1: uh i tried it it was really good but i'll let you listen to this like that because they must have other other crazy flavors i think they just did a crazy flavor episode for cereal which is so fun so into that
3: yeah because that's me it's either like lucky charms captain crunch or something i've never fucking heard of
0: yeah i can't wait i am a cereal. i used to be a cereal holic before i was lactose intolerant um i don't know you could develop allergies by the way wild um yeah I mean,
2: most I, people he, do <laughs> crazy. It works. this podcast this podcast will kill you has a new episode on lactose intolerance gross i love that
0: <laughs> i hate lactose intolerant now um but yeah, I used to eat a lot of cereal, but now like my special lactose intolerant treat, even though I use soy milk but I hate it, um, is like old old people's cereal. Like I think it's like a raisin it's like a raisin nut bran crunch, but it's not raisin bran. It is not raisin bran. It's I don't know. It's got a it's a like tan box. It's loaded with fiber and I can kill a box in one day, easy.
3: I love it.
0: So that's so exciting. Also blueberry egg I or water for... fruit. I know I'm really excited for it. I haven't tried it yet.
2: Fruit loops. Fruit loops with marshmallows are my favorite.
3: That's wild.
0: I do not like Fruit Loops. <laughs> I was like, aren't they that. all with marshmallows? But no, I was like,
3: Fruit
1: loops. loops, what the heck? It's so good. You don't belong there. Get out of my box. Didn't they have just the marshmallows for a
2: while? Just
1: marshmallows?
2: Yeah. Yeah.
3: Wild. You can buy just the marshmallows on Amazon. They're always stale, though. Don't take it from me. That's true. Ew.
1: That's unfortunate. I, too, have been disappointed in life. To spend your money dollars on stale marshmallows from (sighs) charms. But you know, it's not a disappointment.
3: Oh, no. I know.
1: Murder. I really <laughs> set myself up. So I've had a heavy week and I was like, I need something that's kinda light, kinda fun. Uh how about this? And then I was like, This case is about to blow up and I'll talk about it in the end. Um, today we're gonna talk about <laughs> I always find the people with the craziest names. Okay. Joe Vogel a.k.a. Joe Ryan, a.k.a. Aaron Alex, a.k.a. Cody Ryan, a.k.a. Joe Exotic. Whoa.
0: You ever heard of him? I wish my camera had been on every time you said an an a.k.a. (laughs) Because each name is so much different than the last. Uh, Joe Exotic, you said? Mm Mm-hmm. Huh. No. Can't say I have never heard of him? Really? Cody? No.
1: (gasps) You guys. Okay. Sick. Cool. Okay. So Joe was born Joe Vogel. He was born in Garden City in Kansas in 1963. How many times can I say in? We'll find out. Uh, He was born into a strict Catholic family. They were farmers. And for the first like 13 years of his life, uh joe's convinced that him and his four siblings were merely born to be farmhands uh the family then moved to wyoming and by the 1980s they moved to pilot point texas nothing really happened in wyoming worth talking about uh let's see well point texas is just north of dallas joe was really only close to one of his siblings his younger brother gerald they really bonded over their love of animals. They spent a lot of time outside. They would try to like any like wounded animal they found, they would bring it home. Uh Gerald, not Gerald. Uh Joe is a future farmers of America. And uh, like I said, they're really big into nature. They watched all kinds of nature shows. Joe graduated high school in 1982. I'm really just kind of like going through a childhood part Cause it's not anything that special. Um, Graduated in 1982, and he became a cop right out of high school in a neighboring town called Eastvale. By the age of 19, he was promoted to chief of police. Turns out Eastvale is a very small town, and he only was uh, over a couple of officers. The crime rate was really low. In Joe's early 20s, he was kind of figuring out his sexuality, and he hadn't told his parents that he was gay, but they found out when his sibling outed him, Joe's father handled this by shaking Joe's hand and made him promise not to come to his wedding or his funeral his wedding. That was weird to say, yeah, his dad found out he was gay, made him shake his hand, and made him promise not to come to his funeral um a few days after this incident, Joe still nineteen year old Joe chief of police was driving a police cruiser and he veered into a concrete barrier nearly falling over the edge sorry of the bridge attempting suicide. He survived but he was severely injured. Wild. He, yeah, right? Uh he moved to West Palm Beach, Florida for physical therapy. And don't Oh, I was like as you do after a failed suicide. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what's so special about West Palm Beach, Florida, but apparently the physical therapy there is great so after physical therapy in the beautiful west palm beach florida he got a boyfriend and he got a job at a local pet store he he became close to his neighbor who we never know the name of because it's not important but his neighbor owned an exotic pet store and they would let joe bottle feed baby lions and monkeys and i can't read my own writing i don't know what that word was supposed to be oh that's where it all started when he got to baby feed baby lions and monkeys. I cannot believe you've never heard of this guy. Okay.
3: That is so ominous. Oh. I am uncomfortable. That's but where also, it all started? What? Yes. But also, like, what a life, right? Tried to kill myself, moved to a beautiful state, fell in love, and now I get to hang out with baby lions.
1: Oh, you said what a life. Just you wait. Uh, oh my god. <laughs> Buckley messy <laughs> Bip, bip. So, John soon moved back to Texas. He started his career. Okay, I wrote career in the all-in-one word. Okay, career in the exotic exotic animal industry. In 1986, Jonah's first husband, Brian Ryan, which is where one of his names comes from, Joe Ryan, and Joe's brother, Gerald, bought a pet store in Arlington, Texas, where at first they sold reptiles, birds, and small fish. Once it became more steady and they got more income, they bought bigger cages for small exotic animals like three banded armadillos and four-eyed opossums, which I wrote in parentheses is my worst nightmare. Four-eyed opossums? Are you kidding me? Get out of here with that. Nobody, Literally no one asked for that. They had a good run with the shop over the next 10 years until October 1997 when Gerald was hit by a drunk driver and died a few days later. Joe had to get out of Texas. Side note, Joe and his family won $140,000 for the lawsuit for Gerald's death because it was a drunk driving accident. He moves to Oklahoma City, and he bought 16 acres of land. Two years to the day after Gerald's death, Joe opens the Gerald Wayne Exotic Animal Memorial Park. Um, While they're building the Memorial Park in 1999, Joe is picking up a shipment of, I believe it was 12 emaciated emus, and six of them escaped as they're trying to transport them, and they started to run towards the freeway. So to stop them, Joe shot six of them in the head, and they all died. Oh. I just heard her <laughs> mouth open and I... <laughs> Sorry. It was mine. <laughs> that's the um, way. That's how he decided to stop them from running away. Is just shooting them in the head.
3: I mean, okay. <sighs> Taking Sasha's drunk snow white personality out of this in that I will do anything for an animal, even at the expense of a human life. If you had an emu with your car, it's going to be a bad time. So he was doing the right thing to save the people. Mm-hmm. But also emus. <laughs> like, also, that's a really good shot, because emo heads are not that big. They're not that big,
1: and they run fast, so... Yeah, and their heads bobble when they run, so... But he's been, all of his life, he's been, you know, out with these animals, he's been out running around, he's been, he's had guns in his house all of his life. Yeah. It's and I just, guess
3: a headshot's better than getting hit by a car.
1: Yeah. he'll. He's always been a self-proclaimed redneck, so... It shows. It shows. Uh, so local law enforcement and the SPCA blasted him, quote, blasted. And he was arrested, but the grand jury declined to indict him on animal cruelty charges. Maybe it's because they were running out to the street and he was just trying to help out. Um, anyway, so the park opens anyway, and it turns out once people hear you have an exotic animal sanctuary... They want to bring you all their animals. So his first few animals, he got a deer, he got a buffalo, a mountain lion, and then a bear. (laughs) Just people drop these things off. In 2000, uh, in the year 2000, a game warden called Joe and reported two abandoned tigers roaming through a backyard in Ardmore. Joe picked them up and named them Tess and Tickles. Tess had cubs and Joe raised them. In 2001 joe's husband brian ryan which is one of the greatest names of all time died of a deadly infection and within a year joe had a new boyfriend 24 year old jc Hartpence. jc was an event planner and like a production coordinator and he helped joe plan a traveling animal slash magic road show uh this is where he used to stay named stage names aaron alex cody ryan and joe exotic they did road shows at malls and at fairs all across it said texas and oklahoma and then i think some in wyoming
0: the name tess and tickles for a minute <laughs> no one no one. That's...
3: no, it's <laughs> like i was muted no that's great that's a wild name i don't know what else to say
0: <laughs> me me neither i suppose oh. <laughs> guy guys got grade A naming skills. I just... Where is the story going?
1: Oh, just you wait. And by the year 2003, he realized that he needed more employees, so he hired a 19-year-old named John Finlay. Uh, they soon moved in together, and within a couple months, they were in a relationship. Keep in mind, he still has another boyfriend, J.C. Harpins. Uh... JC and Joe aren't doing that great. JC's started to get addicted to drugs and he wanted the memoriam to become a rehab and release sanctuary with large enclosures where animals could like, had room and could roam around. And Joe was just wanted to buy more animals to breed them. And so he can make like a gigantic pet exhibit essentially. So they were always going neck and neck. And by the middle of that year, J.C. walked into the office. He found a piece of paper on his desk. And it was a printed colored paragraph of the zoo's largest tiger, Goliath. And in Goliath's teeth was a big slab of meat. And J.C.'s remains was written in white letters over that picture. And it was obviously in Joe's handwriting. So this is just Joe messing with J.C. Uh, a couple of nights later, J.C. waited until Joe fell asleep. He pointed a loaded gun at his partner's head. Joe woke up when the gun made like a cocky noise and J.C. said, I want out. And Joe talked him into putting the guns down and he called the police and J.C. was arrested and never returned to the zoo. So just like, can everyone calm down for a second? No, <laughs> you can't. This is a lot. Like, I'm trying to imagine what their day-to-day is like. It sounds <laughs> too much crazy. I just need everyone to lay down for a second. Can
3: we take a nap? Have some goldfish in the juice box.
1: Yes. and no. Approach this. Um, right. No, we can't. So at this point in time, Joe Exotic is known for running this quote-unquote animal sanctuary, but it's starting to come out that the conditions that the animals are having to be in are not that stellar. They don't have a lot of room, so he's out doing this roadshow. He began to get more scrutiny from animal rights groups and federal regulators. So in July of 2004, the Oklahomian, the newspaper, published an article about a crippled lion cub named Angel who'd been born at the zoo and is a possible result of inbreeding. And there's a quote that says, no legitimate animal sanctuary would allow this to happen. And that is a quote from an activist who is Carol Baskin. So remember that name because she is a key player. Three years later, in 2006, the U.S. Department of Agriculture suspended Joe's license for two weeks and fined him over $25,000 for the long list of violations, including failing to provide adequate veterinary care and failing to remove feces from animal enclosures. Uh, A year later, people from PETA published a video showing What they alleged was the mistreatment of animals in Joe's zoo and the animals that he used in the roadshow. PETA's footage showed employees discussing irregular feeding schedules, swatting animals, and in one case, striking a tiger with the butt of a rifle. Which, how dare? Like, (laughs) who? That's so brave of you, and so... (laughs)
3: Brave like a. Why would you
1: get so close to a tiger that you could hit yeah. it with the butt of a rifle?
3: <laughs> First question: Why would you do
1: that? <laughs> First and why?
3: Yeah, what is happening?
1: Drugs. Um, so PETA really criticized the zoo for allegedly churning out litters of tigers, lions, and bears and other exotic animals. He liked to do this thing. Where he had one tiger and one lion breed, and he called them Tilligers or Tilligers, but I like well, Tilligers.
0: Oh yeah, I was like, he's wrong on both counts because it's a fucking liger, bro. I know, which is a much better
1: name, but he's <laughs> like, I won't call him Tilligers. Tilligers. All right, okay, go off, you. <laughs> so let's see. But 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 mistreatment of animals. Local and federal investigators arrived at the zoo to investigate the allegations but ultimately no charges were filed. So, by this time, this is only a 16-acre zoo had more than 1,000 animals. That's not okay. That's not enough room. Uh there are more than 100 tigers. They had lions, chimpanzees, leopards, baboons, alligators and smaller reptiles. <sighs> let's see how does one <laughs> redneck know how to take care of all those animals that's a great question uh alongside of the growth of his nonprofit zoo joe expanded his for-profit ventures in the zoo's gift shop included joe exotic branded skincare products not sponsored alcohol and condoms he later opened up a bar two miles down the road From a zoo called Safari Bar. And then a pizza joint called Zooters. And he was building a brand. So. I really am so surprised. That Violet. Has never heard of this guy. Because he is. 1000% someone. That would have had his own reality TV show.
0: I don't know. I thought thought you meant because. He named a pizza restaurant Zooters.
1: Well that and just like. (laughs) He's so. If you and you can watch him all over YouTube because he has his own YouTube channel. No. Yes, yeah, called no. Joe Joe Exotic TV. We'll talk about it oh in a minute. God. But it's like ten years old, and there's so much stuff. He's so like outlandish, and like bleach bond mullet. He's got his eyebrow pierced, just oh like. Yeah, just like tattoo, like just. He's such a character. His whole life, I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, so he's building a brand. Okay. So before I mention Carol Baskins, we're going to talk a little bit about her now. They are the two rivals in this story. So, Carol is uh working out of Tampa, Florida. She's an animal rights activist. She's been paying attention to Joe's uh work, we'll say, slowly over the years. Uh a little bit about her, she was born in San Antonio. She was raised in Florida. She opened a. she wanted to be a veterinarian. When she was a kid, in 1991, she married Don Lewis, a wealthy real estate investor. Soon, they bought their first bobcat named Winsong, which is not something I would think to do is name a bobcat or get a bobcat. Um, they saved it from the an animal auction where one bidder told Baskin, told Carol, that she planned to club the cat over the head and stuff it. Carol and her husband quickly realized that Winsong needed a playmate or else she would tear their home apart. Yeah, get your bobcat a friend. Maybe not a dog. So, they found a man in Minnesota who agreed to sell them a a second bobcat. Uh, Carol was horrified when they arrived and they discovered a metal shed full of bobcats being bred and slaughtered for their fur. So, her and her husband, Louis, decided they wanted to take back as many as they can. Does anyone want to guess how many bobcats they went home with? 18. 32.
2: Cody? I said 23, but I was on mute.
1: 56! <gasps> Woo! Price is right, I win. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> but also, oh my god. How do you, what do, you how do... you do? 56. Um, how big is that you all? <laughs> I don't I
0: know. Us and buckled in all my bobcat children. <laughs> yeah.
3: I mean I don't even the Bobcat know that bus. The school bus capacity is fifty-six. <laughs>
1: what, if, what if every little bobcat had its own seat on a school bus and they were sitting up like humans? <laughs> oh. <That's laughs> so cute and weird. Somebody draw that.
3: <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: So Carol and her husband Lewis decided to continue to buy exotic cats that were destined for uh death and fur trades. Uh so in 1994, on top of the 56, they got 28 more, and in 1995, they got 22 more. Uh, they bought 40 acres of land, which is smart, and built the Big Cat Rescue, a sanctuary that, kind of like Joe Zoo, continued to grow as people who owned big cats became, they didn't want them anymore. Which... What is this underground exotic animal market that I don't know about?
0: I don't know. I I did not know about it. It sounds like a sequel to 101 Dalmatians, but it's 102 Bobcats. It's
1: 156 Bobcats. Holy. I didn't do the real math. I just added. You said 28 plus, what was the last
3: number? 56 plus 28 plus 22. Plus one. Plus one. (laughs) Plus one.
0: 26,
3: 22, 57.
0: 105 bobcats. Damn, 105 bobcats? What are (sighs) you going to do with so many bobcats? I
2: I have three cats. That's what I was going to say. I have four house cats and, like, can't keep my shit together. Bobcats. All right, so. uh... Isn't that
3: what the High School Musicals team is? No, Wildcats. Wildcats. Yeah.
2: Wildcats.
1: (sighs) There's definitely a bobcat in... I feel
0: like the Disney um, realm somewhere. Fun fact: It was my elementary school a mascot. A mascot, a mascot. A mascot. I was never a bobcat. I was a panther,
3: which, oh. is a which was Carol- a cougar, which Carol or Joe never had. Love. Wait, we we're, were, realm- all yeah. we're all cats. Yeah,
2: cats. <gasps> I can't with that one.
3: We're all Carol now. You know. We're-
1: We're Carol. All right, so Carol and her husband uh, sorry, build the Big Cat Rescue, like I said. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, As Carol Baskin became more popular, she kind of became known as, like, the Big Cat Rescue Lady. And so a lot of people would call her asking where they should donate their money, their animals, what, like, shelters and, like, you know, other types of zoos are... Good, if there are sanctuaries that are not good, what are they? And so she started a business and she called it 911animalabuse.com. Its tagline is Find out who the bad guys really are. The whole purpose of the website is to be to go on it's kind of like an Angie's list for animal sanctuaries and other animal related businesses to make sure they're legit or not. And it was basically her personal reviews on these places and what she thought of them. In 1997, Carol's husband, Lewis. So, in 1997, he disappeared. He was never found. Carol was not ever really a suspect in Lewis's disappearance, but she was accused by the media and by Lewis's children, like adult children, of having to do something with it over his estate.
3: Oh, I'm sure. A
1: hundred and five bobcat bellies are very happy uh, so the next an article in people's in people suggested she might have fed Lewis's remains to the tigers, so the Bobcats, tigers, big cats, an unfounded theory that would repeatedly be propagated by uh Carol's kind of list of enemies I mean, if it walks like a duck
3: <laughs> it
1: quacks like a duck. <laughs>
3: There's also Occam's razor, which is the simplest
1: solution is typically the right one. Right. That's too easy. Um, yeah. All they to this day, all they know is that he disappeared. Um, many exotic animal owners and private zoo operators really didn't like Carol Baskin for tracking their. They tra- that site would track their USDA violations and alleged misdemeanors of animals uh she wasn't really liked in the exotic animal uh community she once opened her mailbox to find it full of snakes okay but how does one orchestrate that i don't know just like very quickly just like I mean, here you go.
3: pillowcase untie the pillowcase shove the pillowcase in the other way pull the pillowcase close the door like
1: yeah wild um <laughs> uh, even the pillowcase would have been smarter than me just like having a tote of snakes and being like here you go Point A to point B, really quickly. So, despite all of the hate she got, she was even, like, attacked in a parking lot after a wildlife commission hearing. She still searched online for news articles about traveling exotic animal acts and private roadside zoos like Joe's. And her and Joe went head to head. She would write a comment in one of the papers about why she believed that they were doing breeding animals so that people could pay to pet the cubs was wrong she soon realized that she was reading a lot about the same person which was joe but just under various names like cody ryan and aaron alex or whatever so so she would go ahead as he was going on his like show with the malls and stuff she would go ahead and call the malls and the fairs that he was supposed to be at that he had announced he would be at and she would warn them about the unethical behavior and the treatment towards the animals. So she began to get phone calls and concerns because her sanctuary, the big cat Big Cat Rescue, was starting to sponsor the traveling road shows by Joe. And so people called and they were concerned, they're like, what are you doing? This is the exact opposite of what you preach. And Carol realized that Joe had begun using the big cat rescue name and logo to advertise his shows. So in 2011 of January, she sued him for federal court for a trademark infringement. They went to court back and forth. They dragged on over a year. And this is when Joe started to refer to himself as the tiger King. This is where he starts posting on YouTube on Joe exotic TV. He left a comment underneath an article about the zoo by the local Oklahoma, the comment said, Dear Carol Baskin, quote, you should watch my show this Tuesday as it goes, wait, as it is going to be about your backyard zoo and why you've never found your husband's body. The next time you step foot in my business, you better run and hide real fast and real far. And this is a promise for you, to you for Christmas. You want to take this BS to the next level, let's play. So if you're up to it, you don't know how crazy I can be. End quote. That was all a comment. I <laughs> I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm in danger. Uh... <laughs> Alright, so Joe's chilling out at his zoo in December of twenty thirteen. One of his employees brings in a friend named Travis Maldondo. Travis had been struggling with meth. He, bah, 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 he was wanting to work around animals. He thought it would help him recover. Joe liked the guy, and he decided that he would hire him. And less than a month later, he, so Joe, Travis, and, uh, oh, my God, what's his first name? The The 19-year-old, let's see, Finlay, oh, no, John. Travis, Joe, and John all got married. Wait. Yep. Yep. Okay. Yep. They all got married. He's a gay polygamist. Like, He's a- married, married? <laughs> married, married. They had the ceremony in uh, a dance hall across the street from the zoo. Surprise. Oh. The ceremony was zoo-themed. Oh. Tasty. Uh, yeah. Some of the flower girls were monkeys. The ring bear was also a monkey. Yeah,
3: this is like Violet's of nightmare.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Literally the worst.
1: <laughs> Thanks, I hate it. That's no, fine. It's fine. <laughs> so even though they were all married, uh, the relationship between Joe and John kind of began to fall apart. Uh, John kind of felt that Joe was being manipulative and controlling. And all anyone ever talked about was the park, the zoo. So he said they rarely ever left. It was kind of like a cult situation. He, Joe had become obsessed with his web TV episodes. They wanted to get more views. He would do like wild stunts with these animals to like, you know, get views and stuff. And then Joe had enough and he was ready to leave. Let's see. Uh, on August, of August 18th, 2014, Joe, nope, John, the b- husband attacked Joe in the back parking lot, and John was arrested and charged with assault and battery. <sighs> so that's like how many how many boyfriends for Joe that are just like not in his life anymore four, I think, so if that wasn't bad enough, he lost the copyright infringement lawsuit. That was filed by Carol, remember when he sold her logo, and it was re- resulted in he, him owing her $1 million. So he filed for bankruptcy. He dissolved the Gerald Wayne Exotic Animal Foundation Memorial Park, which was registered under his name. He had his associates from a new entity called the GW Interactive Zoology Foundation, which temporarily kept the park safe from Carol, like from her lawyers. So basically, he found a loophole. Joe had become increasingly paranoid that the animal rights groups, groups were sending spies to his zoo. So he repeatedly posted social media photos and videos of himself firing weapons and toying with explosives, warning animal rights activists to quote, don't fuck with me. He also uh, frequently harassed Carol at his. TV studio at the zoo. So on his YouTube channel for Carol and all of our friends that are watching out there, this is a quote for Carol and all your friends that are watching out there. If you think for one minute, I was nuts before I am the most dangerous exotic animal owner on this planet right now. End quote. Um, Another quote is, and before you bring me down, it is my belief that you will stop breathing. Got that? End quote. So he's just like, He's literally throwing guns around near where there's animals on his YouTube channel. He's screaming at this Carol person. He's just like, don't, don't fuck with me. Um, In another episode of February 2014, Joe brought up a blow-up doll with a blonde wig, which was supposed to be Carol. And he said, quote, you want to know why Carol baskets never, ever, ever see me face-to-face ever, ever ever again end quote he then suddenly raised the pistol to the doll's head and pulled the trigger there is a loud bang and the doll kneeled over and he said quote, this is how sick and tired of the shit i am uh have a great night ladies and gentlemen i will see you tomorrow night end quote <laughs> that's how he ended the video <sighs> so on march 26 2015 the alligator compound of Joe's zoo uh, exploded in, in, like, a fire. Uh, all of the alligators but one were boiled alive,
2: which is so gross
1: Ugh. to think about. Um, also on the elevator compound, though, was this TV studio. So he immediately thought that it was an animal rights activist trying to shut him up. All right. <sighs> okay. So Joe was trying to move towards a settlement that would end the $1 million like thing with Carol. And after a 10 hour long mediation hearing, the parties reached an agreement that Joe would pay modest monthly payments towards $1 million judgment. And he would keep the zoo, but could no longer offer cub pettings and would stop breeding big cats, which was his whole thing. And that's the whole thing Carol didn't like uh carol's lawyer sent a draft of the agreement to joe's attorneys thinking that after thinking that you know all this legal stuff was almost done days went by and there was no response from joe or his attorneys the mediator set up a conference call with joe and his legal team and to see what was holding things up there was an unfamiliar line or voice that came over the line it says quote there is no deal we're not doing this deal someone asked who was speaking And the name said Jeff Lowe. So, back in 2015, Joe had met Jeff because Jeff came by and was like, I want to start an exotic, you know, zoo or whatever. I have all this money. I want to buy a cat from you. So, Joe sells him. Jeff comes into the zoo and he paid $7,500 cash for a tilliger. Just the dumbest way to say that to liger whatever and uh after that they really became best pals joe essentially started to really trust jeff jeff was like look i have all this money i you know i can help you with your business i know you don't know who to trust right now but you can trust me i'm your friend you can trust me so joe's health was starting to decline and he was getting scared that If he were to die, what would happen to the zoo? He didn't ever, he never wanted it. He didn't want Carol to touch it, essentially. So Jeff offered to put the zoo in his name to sure that it would never go to Carol. So Joe, he agreed. He believed he'd found a wealthy benefactor. Um, Even though Jeff had his own shady history in 2007, Jeff was sued by Prince, yeah, the Prince, like the musician Prince, for allegedly selling clothes with Prince's trademark symbol on them. You know that symbol that Prince made up? Yeah, his name. Yeah. (laughs) Well, no, well, yeah. Yeah, he like turned
0: his name into a symbol. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. 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 But he put that on clothes and tried to sell it. And he was sued for one million and Prince won, obviously, because he's Prince. Um, so Jeff moved to the zoo in Oklahoma and he lived with Joe in the main property house. Uh, let's see. They never got married. <laughs> Jeff was married to a woman. Uh, they both had strong personalities and their, you know, like tensions were high. There wasn't really a lot of money coming in. And now someone that none of the workers really knew co-owned the zoo. This whole time, Carol's still trying to collect that 1 million, Uh, from the logo scandal let's see so this new guy comes into the zoo he just starts hanging around his name is james garrison he's a strip club owner um he also wanted to open up an exotic animal theme thing he wanted to do a bed and breakfast situation so he went ahead and bought some tigers oklahoma just sounds crazy I've never ever ever heard of an exotic animal bed and breakfast. <sighs> All right. So kind of jokingly, Joe asked his new pal, strip club owner James Garrison, if he knew any hitman cuz Joe thought that, you know, James has some tattoos. He his buddies have some tattoos. Maybe he like, you know, isn't on that crime side or whatever. So Joe told him, straight out told him, that he wanted to have Carol killed and said he could offer ten grand for the job. Uh, James is like, no, thank you. I can't do it, but I can look for you. And he never did. <laughs> so in 2017, the zoo is still running. All still okay. It's still co-owned. Ashley Webster is a new employee. She walked up to say hi to Joe and Jeff, and she overheard them talking about Carol. Joe sees her, turns to her, Ashley, the new employee, and asks if she traveled to Florida and put a bullet in Carol's head for a few thousand dollars. Uh, Ashley said no, became uncomfortable, kind of laughed it off, backed out of the situation, and she quit her job. She left a voicemail for Carol, personally, warning her of what she said. She said quote I just wanted to apologize to you because I believe the bullshit that Joe Exotic has said. I am currently here at his place right now and I am leaving. He was actually talking about paying someone to kill you. He tried to get me to do it but I'm not going to fucking do that. He was offering like a couple of thousand dollars. I feel like your life is in danger. End quote. Carol turned the voicemail over to her attorney and it slowly made its way to special agent Matthew Bryant, who was with the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service, which, what a cool job. They had already been investigating Joe and the zoo for potential wildlife crimes. So, this guy is in the Wildlife Service. Murder for hire is not really something he usually sees. But after hearing Ashley's voicemail, he went to the FBI, met with Andrew, Agent Andrew Fairbow and some federal prosecutors. So we're getting down to the nitty-gritty, guys. Yeah, it's almost over. So in late August, James, a strip club guy, stopped by Joe's office where Jeff, the co-owner, um, pulled up a map on the computer and they pulled up a detail of Carol's property in Tampa. There's a quote that says, he started showing me easy ways to kill her. Uh, that's what Jeff said. Uh, Jeff knew Carol's favorite bike path. Pointed out the location of the gift shop at our sanctuary and even showed images of our house, which sat kind of on an inlet on the edge of the sanctuary. Joe came in and picked a, he had a, laid a thick manila folder on the desk. He said contain detailed information on Carol. And it's not really clear where, whether Jeff was plotting to end Carol's life like, whether he was serious about it, but it feel like it's pretty serious if you've got her house pulled up, like her personal house. So James becomes increasingly uncom- uncomfortable with all this and uh, he suggested that Jeff should call Carol behind Joe's back and see if she wanted to purchase the zoo. Which would, like, in because Jeff's a co-owner and that would really piss off joe and everyone's getting tired kind of tired of joe at this point um jeff said that if the zoo sold to carol he'd give james a cut a hundred thousand dollars he told james to let carol know that all of joe's files and computers would be included in the sale uh jeff told james that he was offering joe up to carol on a silver platter so james never really heard back from carol uh, he did receive a phone call from Bryant, the wildlife, federal wildlife agent, and they set up a meeting for September. Uh, by this point, James is over Joe and all of his shit. Uh, he believed that he was, that Joe was mistreating the animals and he'd become just like so over all of the drama that went on at the zoo. So when the wildlife agent and James... uh kind of agreed that James would be a confidential informant. He showed him how to work the recording device so he could capture his conversations and video and audio, and he could tape the phone calls. So the wildlife agent had planned to set up Joe with an undercover agent posing as a hitman. So if James could convince Joe to hire the undercover agent, they would gain control over the situation rather than having to discover and try to stop any plot that Joe had been working on in secret. Is this all making sense? They've
0: hired a man on the inside. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say your story is making sense. The fact that it's happening
2: it's is not. Hot.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: it's
0: wild.
2: Uh, also,
1: okay. Yeah, yeah. No, wild
3: oh no
2: the fact that it went on for
1: that long like we're we're already in 2017 yeah yeah crazy yeah so So he's like 29 at
3: this point right because he was born in in 88 don't scroll all the way back not important but
1: still well i'm like going between like paper and computer so he was born in 63. oh i don't know where i got 88 from anyway uh Okay, so James recorded his first conversation with Joe on September 29th of 2017. Um, this is the first one that's recorded. It says, James quotes is saying, when is she ever going to fucking stop? We're talking about Carol. He's just trying to get a, a reaction out of Joe. And Joe said, she won't until somebody shoots her. Her day is coming, man. End quote. Um, So that's in September, a couple, maybe like a week later on October 6th, 2017, Joe's phone rings, the news that his husband, Travis Maldondo, has died and Joe is crushed. This is like dead husband number three. So according to Joe, (laughs) Travis was joking around with the staff of the zoo's gift shop. He was showing off his Ruger pistol And he was trying to act like all tough and stuff. He wanted to prove something he read on the internet. He took the magazine out of the gun and knowing there was a bullet in the chamber, held it up to his head, believing that if he pulled the trigger, it would not fire. He was wrong. Travis died before the first responders arrived. He was only 23 years old.
3: Oh, my God. This is why they teach you this stuff in gun class. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Everyone knows that it still works, right? You guys knew that, right?
1: Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Uh so Joe is just like crushed. He calls his other husband technically, even though they were kind of estranged, John, and he convinces him to come over, so John comes over. He searches the house, the kitchen, or like the kitchen, living room, bedrooms. He can't find Joe. He finally finds Joe sitting in the garage. He's sobbing. He was He had a phone in one hand and a gun in the other. He had already shot at the television in the room. Basically, he just had like, he just had a manic (laughs) spot, I guess. Uh, So he goes, Joe's just kind of like floating at this point. Like he's not really, him and Jeff are really butting heads. It's not going good at the zoo. Uh, he would walk the grounds early in the morning, gazing up the clouds. He was really missing Travis. He like really kind of found solace in the animals, I guess you could say. Uh, he did start to believe that the zoo no longer presented what he'd wanted when he first owned it in his brother's memory. There's a quote saying, I have all these animals on display suffering so I can suck donations out of people. That's yeah, basically. Basically you do. Um a couple weeks later, still on October of twenty seventeen, he was expecting a shipment of animals from a circus manager who had been paying uh Joe to board his big cats in the off season. So a longtime zookeeper, uh employee, Eric Cowie. Let's see, Joe needed to make cage space for the incoming animals. There were some new employees on hand. Joel told Eric uh to lead them away from their cages joe then selected five aging tigers and pulled them one by one firing a shotgun into their skulls he killed five aging tigers that's terrible i'm so sorry jelly for listening to this episode what <sighs> what, the what uh eric had been in charge of caring for the tigers. Um tigers were named Samson, Delilah, Lauren, Trinity, and Cuddles. And he said they were perfectly healthy. If he just said i the guy was shocked, Eric was shocked. Obviously. Um Joe is beginning to let go of the zoo and his animals. He one thing he wasn't letting go of was his war with Carol. Let's see. So one of the news one of the zoo's newest employees at the time was a maintenance man named Alan Glover. Uh, he had worked with Jeff before. He's a sixth grade dropout. You gotta live your life, whatever. He had a long list of felony convictions. He had a teardrop tattoo under his eye. Uh, got while serving in Louisiana. According to Glover, Alan, the maintenance man, one night at around 11, he had just gone off of work and was returning to his trailer on the property. He found Joe at the front porch of the shop. He had heard Joe talk about Carol, and he he already knew, this is a brand new worker, and he already knew that he was asking someone to kill her. So, you know, he's like, I obviously have this teardrop tattoo. I could do it if you wanted. Uh, Joe offered Glover $5,000 up front for the job, and Alan Glover said yes. So, Joe strategized about how it could be done. He suggested that Alan use a crossbow or a long-range rifle and target her while she took one of her long walks on the trail outside of her house. So, James, remember that guy from before, the strip cove owner? He caught wind of this plot, and he wasn't really sure what to make of it. So, he called Jeff uh, to get some more information about Alan Glover and he recorded the conversation. So he said he's quote, he's serious, but I don't think he's capable without fucking it up. He's reckless, he's careless, the whole fucking crew is like a clown assassin. That same day, James recorded a phone call with Joe. They discussed the plot to kill Carol and it said as long as uh there's a quote it says as long as we don't get caught red handed, we got this. Joe told James, uh, quote, but if they bust him red handed, me and Jeff got our story down where we fired him and he just went off the deep end. So that's their story. If this Alan Glover guy gets caught trying to kill Carol, they just say they fired him. He's pissed. Uh, So this is according to Alan, who agreed to assassinate Carol one day in mid-November. Joe handed him an envelope full of cash. He went back to trailer count it. And it was only three grand and not five that they agreed on. But Alan didn't care. He just, he didn't really trust Joe. He just wanted to leave. So as far as James knew, the plan was for Alan to buy a bus ticket, travel to Tampa, and kill Carol. James had relayed the information to the federal wildlife agent, and they planned to stake out the zoo and several local bus stations. On that day, to see like where he was gonna leave, uh so when Alan got on the bus, they arrested him and Joe but uh Alan had a bad back and wasn't about to travel across the country by bus, so when he departed for the airport in Oklahoma City, so the wildlife fed, and James are like, "What the fuck you can't do that like so, without knowing Alan's whereabouts, the wildlife agent, Bryant, and another agent, Faribault, decided to call Carol and warn her. So, they warned Calder and told her there was immediate threat and that they couldn't tell her much more. Carol began to take precautions. She installed blinds in her house, which, get blinds? Hello? Uh, She got security cameras. She used to ride her bike to work every day, and now she didn't do that she uh, she was scared her mailbox would be rigged of explosives, so she cleared like she any of her work vans she had' them cleared out entirely she let's see this is all just about her. <sighs> okay, sorry, sorry to breathe. She's scared someone's going to kill her. She's taking every precaution. She never really felt safe. She had one night where apparently it sounded like someone was trying to tear through the screen on her back porch. It was just the neighborhood dogs. Weeks passed. Um, Meanwhile, Joe had not heard from Alan. Alan later testified that he had never made it to Tampa. You see, he had no intentions to kill Carol and only wanted to rip Joe off. After he took his flight to South Carolina, he figured he should probably warn Carol in person. He drove down to Florida. Uh, He was drunk and high the entire way. He pulled off somewhere, blew a bunch of money that Joe gave him to party on the beach. He woke up the next morning in an unfamiliar hotel room. He drove to South Carolina. He never made it to Carol. Joe started to realize that Alan was not going to carry out the hit and James finally arranged a meeting between Joe and the undercover agent posing as a hitman so he basically hired this guy Alan to go kill Carol and he took his money and partied and never killed her so James is like well glad that didn't work out let me introduce you to this new not not an undercover federal agent hitman The fake hitman's name was Mark. He arrived at the zoo in December 8th of 2017. So all this has happened over like the past three months. James recorded their conversation. Joe explains that he needed time to raise money because he had just spent all of his money on the first hitman. And, you know, attendance was low as it was the winter. And he offered the fake hitman Mark a 10 grand, uh, 5,000 up front there's a quote saying that bitch has just got to go away he said just follow her into the mall parking lot her, and drive off so joe didn't give any money to mark yet and there was no type of transactions james tried to set up another meeting between joe and mark and joe was just like preoccupied three days after their next meeting With Mark, Joe got married again. He married a man named Dylan Passage from Austin, Texas. Over the next few months, James tried to record other conversations with Joe, but Joe just said he couldn't come up with the money. Uh, Fast forward to April. Jeff, the co-owner, returned to the zoo after spending some time in Las Vegas. Uh, Him and Joe really had a falling out. They really butted heads. And Joe stopped talking to James, too, because James and Jeff were tight. By the summer, everything is just kind of crashing for Joe. He's still legally battling Carol. And he's now in a legal battle with his co-owner, Jeff. The death of his, like, third husband, Travis. And his zoo is failing. So, there was a physical altercation in the parking lot between Jeff and the new husband, Dylan. And that was kind of like the final, the final thing for Joe. He packed up everything he could fit into a trailer, left the zoo and rented the house with Dylan in nearby Yukon, Oklahoma. Everywhere he went and started for a job, people recognized him as Joe Exotic. He couldn't buy gas. He couldn't even go to Walmart without people counting him for selfies and autograph. And it was hardly the like escape that he was looking for. So in August, they packed up and this time left for Florida. I'm exhausted. I can't imagine what living that life is. I'm exhausted. I'm not saying, I'm not making this part up, obviously, because that would be wrong. But ultimately, Joe gets busted because of this undercover hitman that James, the strip club owner, has set up. So as far as the details about how and where he got busted, what he was doing... The Daily Beast article has one quote that just says, Someone said, get on the ground. And Joe was arrested. I can actually, I'll read you this little blurb. One uh, night in August, Joe and Dylan were, they had left the area, I guess. Joe posted a photo on Instagram with the hashtag Belize. They were actually in Gulf Breeze, Florida. Uh, Joe. He was washing dishes at the restaurant he worked at, which is a private-themed, pirate-themed restaurant. On September 7th, he left their rental home, hoping to get a job at a nearby hospital. He stepped out of his Ford F-150 uh, on the lot of the hospital, and then four cops surrounded him and yelled, Get on the ground. Spoiler alert, Mark wasn't a hitman. As James had told Joe, he was an FBI agent. Uh, James had a, a co <laughs> He's a co-op. There's so many co-ops in this. Um, James had agreed to wear a wire. He recorded the entire plan to kill Carol. Um, Joe never stumped up the cash for the second hitman. He never tried to pay Mark, but it didn't matter. Hours of footage and of audio was played to the jurors in the trial. Uh, then we're going to skip back to this one. So in the courtroom, blah, blah, blah. No one cares what he was wearing. Basically, Joe Exotic stood accused of attempted murder for hire and violating federal regulations and uh, that protected exotic animals. So from what I can get, from what I can gather, uh, he never tried to pay Mark the hitman. That was actually an FBI agent. But they had so much footage and audio on him talking about the plan that they had enough to arrest him the guy that was in charge of the lions eric Cowie, uh testified the first day of trial he told the jury about the, the five tigers that joe had killed he remembers uh joe calling him a clown it was you know not looking good for Joel. carroll is sitting in the very back row She's still afraid for her life. Federal agents escorted her between her hotel and her courthouse. She testifies, um, and she has, like, receipts, essentially, of Joe's graphic threats. Um, She was composed enough to on the stand and pointed out that what had been shown in the court was a very, very small sampling of what was said about her over the years. She said, quote, I believe he blames me for everything that goes wrong in his life. They got everyone to testify against this Joe guy, even Alan Glover, the guy that ran away with the money. He that's all he wanted was Joe's money. Let's see. Joe took the stand on the trial sixth day. These poor jurors. He gave a rambling testimony. Um he claims that he'd been set up by Jeff. He wanted to like he just was he thought Jeff was trying to get the zoo. He accused Jeff, James, and Allen of conspire- conspiring against him and running various criminal schemes from the zoo. Um, he said Jeff told him he gave Alan three grand so that Alan could travel to South Carolina and that he did it because he thought he would get Allen out of his hair. Joe admitted to shooting the five tigers. He said it was because they were old and in poor health and euthanasia by gunshot, he noted, is legal. Quote, in 20 years, I've had 50 plus tigers buried in the back pasture and nobody gives a damn. Nobody. Um, When confronted with his own record and statements and many threats asking Carol decisions about Alan and the murder plot and the discussions with the hitman, he said he knew that Jeff and James had been up to something, but he was playing along only to gather evidence. So Joe's like, I knew that they were planning something, but I'm trying to gather evidence for you guys. He accused Jeff of everything from drug use to sex trafficking, which none of that was literally never mentioned. Jeff's name was mentioned repeatedly during the trial, and he was never called to testify. Jeff declined to comment for the story, which must have been what a power move to be so involved and then be like, you know what? You don't get to talk to me. So look, essentially we're just going to, this is going to be over. Uh, Joe was arrested in, in January of this year. He was uh, convicted. I think he gets 22 years for the murder for hire and the mistreatment of animals. And you're going to see a lot more of this case. And you're going to come at me with all kinds of corrections because tomorrow, let's see. Tomorrow, Wondery drops a new podcast called Over My Dead Body, Joe Exotic to Tiger King. And on Friday, the day after tomorrow, Netflix drops Tiger King, Murder, Mayhem, and Madness. So by the time this episode comes out, both of those will both be out and we'll all know what actually happened. (laughs)
0: i I think we pretty much know what happened and no shade to the other two products coming out products i don't know but all i really want after this is the movie starring jonah hill playing joe exotic (laughs) oh my god fucking uh oh god who's that lady that's in sharp objects she's got the very like timid voice she plays the mom Anyways, I want her to play oh. Carol Baskin. Because <laughs> oh. I love pictures of both of them. And yeah, I need it in my life. The only right. other person that can play Joe Exotic is Matthew McConaughey. Wow. Oh, that's, that's not it. what I thought Patricia he would like. Patricia Clarkson. Thank you, you
1: know right. what? That would really be a good one. Right. <laughs> okay. Hold on. Let me show you his photo. Okay. So. peach. Did you look him up?
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: Wow. Okay, here, I'll show you. I'll i I'll send it. He looks um, like a
0: Hulk Hogan liked myth. <laughs> yeah, kind of. And tigers. <laughs> Hulk or Tigers. Hogan. I'm sure Hulk Hogan is a big tiger supporter. Hulk, can you get back to us on that one? Please, Please call on. us. I don't want to know anything about the thing that everyone I'm sure asks you about. Um, just your feelings on tigers.
1: Yeah, so he's um crazy i want to go ahead and say that this i pretty much read you an article from TexasMonthly.com. i started out writing things and sprinkling stuff from the washington post and the daily beast but i just really feel like texas monthly really kind of nailed it chronologically which is like how i like to tell stories i don't remember i don't remember how i came across this but i saw the um trailer for the netflix documentary and boy howdy it looks hilarious wild um yeah that's that's the story of joe exotic uh don't i did not do any type of research i literally just read you an article i'm this is not for sales it's not plagiarism (laughs) put out what you want (laughs) yeah he's he's a real He's a real piece. He's a hoot to listen to. He's so outlandish. I'm so surprised Violet at least hasn't heard of him.
0: I know. He seems like the type of character that I would, like, cringe follow on YouTube. For, That's what right?
1: everybody did. That's the any yeah. Any oh. of his
0: subscribers are,
1: like, cringe followers. And they're, like, he's either, like, like,
0: if Trisha Paytas shamed lions.
1: Well, he's, like, super, like, redneck and, like, mullet. But then he's also, like, a, like a gay polygamous liberal
2: and I no know. one
0: no one has a category
1: no for, for him and they yeah, like, no. can't
0: not nobody wants you. him It <laughs> looks like he would dead ass be on an episode of queer eye oh like to do, have a makeover yeah yeah like he yeah. needs that right jonathan is ready take for you me. in the groomer's chair
1: <laughs> yeah but then like also take away shiny shirts tan yeah
3: <laughs> take away his shiny shirt was, <laughs> sorry a tattoo of bullets like bloody bullet holes in his chest i know gross
1: um so yep you can watch him on youtube joe exotic tv i think one person's even done like a jailhouse interview with him that's what <laughs> i'm like i'm not worried about how i told the story because there's so much information about him you're gonna find out stuff you want but he basically got caught 'Cause he was being a dumbass. Sounds like it. Sounds like and no one was actually murdered. Except for
0: his husbands that died. And 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 tigers. And now here's Wonderwall, brother. (laughs) Sorry, Hulk. (laughs) I don't mean to throw you in here. (laughs) Hulk didn't ask for this. He didn't ask for it. He Um, never does. He never does. Never does.
3: Very very top list of the images that i have seen uh led me to a site called delisted where on january 23rd 2014 they posted joe exotic as the hot slut of the day what the fuck the title has been updated and it says update not anymore
1: (laughs) (laughs) uh Oh, he was a country music singer? Oh, shit, that's another part of it. So in the Netflix oh, no. documentary, they talk about all of, or er, obviously just the trailer, they play a sample of his music, and there's uh, there's a song called I Saw a Tiger.
0: Oh, I'm sure he did. <laughs> uh, which one's the ones he shot in the fucking face? Oh, That's what? the old and in poor health ones, Violet, come on oh god it oh literally
3: god. says i have officially stripped joe exotic of his prestigious hot slut of the day title due to this this is linked to joe exotic has been sentenced to 22 years in jail yep wild
0: crazy
1: yeah buddy that's not our boy
0: joe exotic that is not our boy. <laughs> <laughs> no, no one claims him. Thank you for this wild ride. I <laughs> literally could not tell you which direction it was going to take next.
3: No. I, I, mean, was, I thought we were talking about the husband that mysteriously
0: disappeared. No. we I mean, no was yourself. 20 minutes ago. We still don't <laughs>
3: know about him.
0: <laughs> Just kidding. Sorry, husband. <laughs> oh. um,
3: thinking more about the husband, though. If I had a wife that was like, yeah, we're just going to keep getting more and more bobcats, I would probably mysteriously disappear as well.
1: You're like, that gif of Homer Simpson freaking back into <laughs> the did. bushes?
3: Absolutely. Um, kind
1: of like that. Kind of like that.
3: I think he's still alive, he just didn't want to approach divorce.
1: He's like, goodbye. There's a lot of money tied up with this sanctuary and I don't care about it. I don't want to enjoy your bobcats. I don't want. Yep. Nope. Hmm that's my story wild thanks for coming to my ted talk
0: (laughs) to your joe exotic (laughs) talk to your tiger talk to my tiger talk your oh god what did he call him tyler tyler gers tillagers i hate that so much hate it just call them ligers, bro
3: for real napoleon did it first yeah. He came for you like he gave it you that present and
1: <laughs> who gave he you the it. take it back <laughs> take it back
0: uh-huh. okay great so yeah. i got a thought got a thought I'm gonna pitch this here for those of you that are in self-quarantine or self-quarantining or just have some tips because you're an introvert and like to self-quarantine on the reg, uh, what's your self-quarantine tip? Also, did we lose Cody? Yeah, she had to go. Oh, that was pretty Yeah, what's your self-quarantine tip? Do some exercise. Just because you're
1: quarantined doesn't mean you're quarantined. You can go outside. <laughs> take a walk (laughs) take a walk get some fresh air he says take a walk
3: take a walk i'm an extreme extrovert and this isn't any good (laughs) this is awful call your people i feel like i'm bothering them but i'm gonna do
0: it Mm -mm. everyone's quarantined yeah. I was about to see if during Maisie and I's uh gnarly unemployment time <laughs> <laughs> just gotta laugh at it. Um, if uh if uh she wanted we wanted to do this thing weeks ago where we like watch a movie on PlayStation. I used to do it with Eric all time all the time when he lived like long distance. So like you can still do things with your friends even if they live halfway across the country and are also quarantined. <laughs>
1: yeah let's do that
0: this is our moment we can have a murder blow's kitchen together
1: (gasps) oh my god that's one thing i can go live together yes Yes. that's one thing i do love every time i go on instagram like there's five different people going live just trying to do different things like um the comedian uh eliza schlesinger
0: oh yeah i love her
1: her and uh, her husband noah are doing just like pantry recipes just like whatever you have in your kitchen recipes and it's nice and fun and then also here's some advice go follow uh io till it right they are doing they're trying to get a doctor on a live stream to just kind of go on and answer very like general up-to-date questions about the virus that's going on and what you can do and if you're relatively healthy what does that mean you know so i just there's a lot of really cool people doing a lot of really cool things and i feel like most of it's coming off instagram
0: love the insta Mm-hmm. good job you don't see this shit coming from facebook i'll tell you what i did see bad stuff i don't have a facebook but the mom mm-hmm. tells me about it cause she has facebook bad stuff <laughs> <laughs> <I don't> <laughs> Uh-oh. Wait, did I give a tip? I'm sure I gave a tip in there somewhere. Uh, PlayStation movies. Yeah. Yeah. Hang out with your friends even though you're not hanging out with them. With them? With them? <laughs> <laughs> with them? Oh, man. Well, I think if that's everything, this has been Murder Blows. Is that how we sign off? No, we usually just go, bye! You can do whatever you want. Right on. Like, people are in quarantine they're here for a long time <laughs> yeah <laughs> they're like oh thank god murder Bliss put out a two-hour episode thank god <laughs>
3: <laughs> i hope so i hope i want to i hope it brings some joy to your life if we don't don't tell us about it bye we're already depressed thanks <laughs> <laughs> adios bye oh just everything that whole story <laughs> Yeah. My brain is just like... My brain is like... I'm nervous about getting a speeding ticket, but this person got away with threatening a woman's life for... years. For, like... He got away with, like, inappropriately... Like, handling animals. Wildlife for money. Ran a (laughs) shitty YouTube channel. Was apparently the hot slut of the day. (laughs) I
0: was like, how do I get there? I just... (laughs) Why
3: can't it be me? <laughs> I guess. I just need to get a tiger. a tiger. I just need to get a
0: tiger. Oh,
3: man. I'm half impressed that my existential crisis was captured on, <laughs> on recording, but...